Hi, Kurt Kelly here with Nurturing Wellbeing. On this episode, we have a good friend of ours that has been very active in child well-being for years, and that's Reverend Al Williams of One Church, One Child. They have a major influence across the entire state of Florida, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing the conversation we have about how we go out and reach different communities as we try to nurture well-being. Well, today I'm with a, a man that uh, probably doesn't need any introductions if you're in the North Florida area, maybe anywhere across the state of Florida, Reverend Al Williams. Uh, he is the deputy director of One Church, One Child uh, that's been around for a while that has worked uh, particularly in certain populations uh, with the state of Florida has done a great job. And I'm just so, brother, I'm so glad to have you in, in here. Uh, I see you at our conferences a lot and uh, thank you for always being really active. Uh, I want to start that we're, we're involved in a field that a lot of times people put this awe factor into, oh, it's nice you do that. But actually, when they see it, it's so necessary. Uh, it shows the real compassion of a community and of a state that believes in taking care of its most vulnerable, particularly our children, children that really shouldn't be in our system. Uh, but we have to try to go out there and do the best when they do come in our system and help them. And I know that One Church, One Child has been a major player in that for years. Tell us a little bit about One Church, One Child, and uh, and maybe you, you can give a little history, say whatever you want to do. But bottom line is just, just talk a little bit about some of the good things that uh, you've been able to do over the years. Well, um, One Church, One Child is my heart. Um, I started out as a, a volunteer many years ago, and... Um, and now I'm working for the agency, which is a great thing. I get paid to do the work. Isn't that nice? <laughs> you know, but um, it is a special organization when it comes to um, children that are um, in care and who have no home. So our mission is to make sure that we find homes and um, families um, in the community that can support and um, nurture those children. Even if they age out, we want to make sure that there's somebody's there for them. And, um so that's how we start out. You know, you use the word nurture. This is what this show is about, nurturing well-being. So what we are, we're not just looking to uh, give kids uh, a list of place to stay when they got, in, they got themselves in a situation where the department, children and families has to remove them. And then we give them three hots and a cot. Mm -hmm. We want to nurture them. We want to love on them and care for them. And the way that we do that is to bring the right type of families to, uh, to take them. And that's a big challenge is to go yes. out there and recruit those. Tell us a little bit about, uh, we actually saw some of the work that you were doing. You took the, the new federal holiday, Juneteenth, mm -hmm. and you took an opportunity to, uh, to reach out uh, in your community and to, to use, uh, use this as a platform to be able to, to recruit some good foster families. Tell us a little bit about that. We was talking to the director of the um, Juneteenth program, and he said, well, I'd love to have one church, one child come out. So um, we went out and, you know, want to uh, see, can we change our recruitment efforts? You know, so we, we thought about, you know, the jump rope, you know, and everybody can jump rope. Um, no, 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 brother. No, not everybody. <laughs> well, I, I, I found it out Saturday, too. Even I thought kids could jump okay, rope. Yeah, but, yeah, there um, we go. Let's go with kids. They, 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 were, they were struggling, some of them. But uh, that effort allowed us to um, meet a lot of potential families um, that were um, coming through the event. And um, I was amazed at the number of uh, children that came through and say, I've heard about this program. And then the adults was right there. So, yeah, my, my friend adopted out of that program. So it showed that we have been affected over the years. 
Um, but that Saturday, um, we had, uh, after, I think it was about maybe 35 kids that I ended up taping. Um, and I was kind of wanted to make sure I had it all in there for, for some history. But it was very, very unique. I had a great-grandmother, had a grandmother there, had a whole family, uncles, and not everybody was just there. And um, they ended up challenging each other. Um, but the whole point was, again, to bring about awareness and try to make sure that our kids have a, at least an outlet, that somebody's there waiting for them to make sure that they are, are not forgotten. And so that it was very successful. And over the years, we, we, we had um, like our tennis tournament, the perfect match, and it was been our 10th year. Um, in 2020, but the pandemic came and um, that kind of set things back. But we had um, players from all over, um, just all over the country would come to Tallahassee to play in this event, but it mainly was supporting um, our kids and raising awareness. Uh, but a good thing is that we just want to make sure our kids have an opportunity to find families for them and then make sure that the families are there and they're good families. We just don't want any family. You know, we got to make sure that the family, they're loving, nurturing, God fearing. Most of all, you know, we figure if, if, if you love God, you can, you know, love children in spite of sometimes they give you a hard time, but it's great to know that um, we have the, the faith community all across the state, really supporting our efforts, um, businesses alike, um, individuals. So we're open to anybody who wants to come in and support a child in care. Reverend Al, I was with uh, a gentleman down in South Florida. Gosh, I guess it was right around Christmas time and we were doing a program down there and I interviewed him and he ran a, a big church in, 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 in the, uh, in the black community. As I was talking with him, you just watched his eyes. They just started just sort of beaming mm. about the work that they try to do and so mm -hmm. forth. I think, I think that's the one thing that one church, one child, mm -hmm. uh, has had a lot of, uh, success in is that you're able to walk into a particular mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. and be able to give people an opportunity to find a way to demonstrate God's love and to be able to show, uh, that compassion and love to mm -hmm. folks. Now, how long one church, one child has been around for 30 years. Actually, Is that right? Okay. Um, and remember, uh, before privatizations, we had, um, offices in every region and that, and we were so effective in, in, um, recruiting. We did the training with the home placement, everything. So, so we want to get back to that. That is the thing that we want to get back. Now we have office in Tampa, Jacksonville, and, um, Tallahassee and West Palm beach, but we want to be able to have our offices back in every region. That way we can be effective all across the state and ensure that we don't have kids left in certain areas with no one to really help recruit for them. So we're pushing and hopefully the legislators will come back to their senses and say, look, we need all the help we can get to move these kids into a permanent home. So that's our, our goal. Do you also work heavily into the, the adoption world, trying to help with the adoption? Absolutely. Our main goal is to find adoptions, um, adoptive parents for our kids. Because we know um, most of the foster parents eventually adopt anyway, you know. So we, we are pushing to make sure adoption is the first issue that um, we address with, with families. And some will say, well, I'm not ready to adopt now, but I foster. And as time progresses, they end up adopting anyway. So adoption is the really key to make sure our kids have a permanent home and not being moved from place to place to place or from home to home. Because some kids... Um, tell us that they've been like six, seven, eight homes and never been adopted, you know, and I had one event I put over and um, I think it was in um, 
Central Florida area, this one kid had been in 56 homes. And at that particular prayer breakfast, he ended up getting adopted by a pastor uh, that day, you know, and oh, which really? it really just, I mean, everybody was just crying. You know, he was happy. To, I mean, just to see that, to know that a kid has been around in 56 homes is ridiculous. So we got to do a better job of making sure that we find nurturing homes for these kids early on. We don't want them to age out. We want them to find a home. I agree. And and I, I got to tell you, uh, during the National Adoption Month, when we have these this month, um, usually all across the state, they'll have these events. And uh, if you're not one that's a, able to cry, you need to come on these events. Oh, yeah. Because you're going you're gonna to see lives changed. Um, you know, what's interesting is I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that there's such a division in America today right oh, now. Absolutely. And it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, we're Americans. We ought to be, we ought to, we ought to love one another. Will you come to these events? You see that. Yeah. Eh, black, white, Hispanic. Right. Right. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody's coming in and they're just, and, and they're, they're saying we're going to bring these folks into our home. These, these children, mm -hmm. uh, teenagers, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to, to see these events, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to have you get involved in this. One other area that I'd like to talk about, it's not just about fostering mm -hmm. and it's not just about adoption, but it's also about trying to keep kids from coming into care. Brother, if we ever have to grab hold of something, that's the area we yep. have got to get into now mm -hmm. and is to try to move upstream before these kids, before DCF has to say, I've got to remove them. Because mm -hmm. once you remove them, they're traumatized. Right, I don't right, care what, right, right. sometimes they have to remove them. Yeah. But yeah. I, so I think that's an area that I like, would love to see one church, one child do as well, particularly getting the churches uh, in, engaged into that work. Well, you, you hit on a, on a very good point there because we know that church ministries offer from the children up to couples, singles, everybody, all the churches have different ministries. So the goal is to, to let the pastor know that that ministry may be just for children, but it also it prevents the kids from coming in because now they've connected to other kids. They've connected to um, other families that are in that church and who's willing to support a family that they know they're struggling so our goal, what we do now is try to um, find a family, help them to be reunified with their kids. But then we know that the church also have um, seniors in there that can help that mother learn how to cook or to help yeah. her, you know, take care of home better. You know, so th those ministries are available. And all we got to do is connect the family with the church and prevent them from going into care. We're know? going to do that, brother, because yeah. I'll tell yeah. you, that becomes the key. First of all, from a business sense, okay, just from a, le a former legislator, and I mm -hmm. would look at it as a business sense, it's cost effective to do that. Very much. Put that, yeah. put that aside. Mm -hmm. That's not why we do mm -hmm. it. We do it because it's the right thing for one of our citizens to go in there and to get the church and get the community to go into those families. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Help them. Maybe she's just so stressed out, you know, she's mm -hmm. so stressed out because she's had to work two jobs. Mm -hmm. She didn't have time take care of the kids. Right. Well, that's a responsibility, but the church can come in and help or they, the right. community can come in and help. And I, I think there's a real opportunity for us. Well, you know, I recall being a kid that my summers were, were spent at, at summer camp at the church, you know, the church had summer camps, you know, we would go to the vacation Bible school. We would hit like every church. We'd be on the circuit. Okay. We know their first week of June, um, Mount Olives, the second week, because by the time the summer's over, we went, we've been in camp all summer long and our parents didn't have to worry about it. You know, they knew we were in a safe place. 
They knew that we had a meal. By the time we came home, we just, you know, we were good. So that's where the church has to step up and, and put those programs back in place to help prevent families from coming into care. And uh, once I found that the pastors understand what we're trying to do, they come right on board. And I was speaking with a pastor today down in Hollywood, and um, he said, well, my church is looking for something to do, um, but we don't know how to do it. And he said, well, I know it's a God sin because you called me. I said, oh, you're right. You know, I said, so God works in mysterious ways. And he makes sure that if we find a family that's struggling. We got a church now to help them. And we also have that child now have some covering. You know, we have to make sure our kids are covered because once they, they get out there, you know, it's very hard to support a child when they're out in gangs or they're just hanging out in the streets. And next thing you know, they're caught up in, in, in jail. They're in, the, in jail or they're dead. Or what? Human trafficking is another big problem. We find a lot of our kids are getting caught up in. So the church is, has an opportunity now to really step up and show prevention, you know, intervention with those families that, that are struggling now. And, and especially since the pandemic, a lot of families have um, had to place their children in care because they couldn't take care of them for whatever reason. You know, parents lost their jobs. Um, there was death in some families where grandmothers had been caring for these kids. And now there's no one. So we got to really make sure that these kids are exposed to other opportunities to find some care, you know, and the church, again, that's the saving grace, but the pastors got to come on board. They got to be willing to understand that this is work. This is God's work. So, you know, I've pastored a, a church or two Absolutely, been around right. and, and, uh, and one of the things that uh, I know is that that's, that's all, it's hard work, no matter what mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. Um, but if we could give our pastors a real vision of what it means mm -hmm. to bring their congregation, first of all, I always thought, what a great thing for my congregation to be able to go in and do this because mm -hmm. now they're doing the work. They're mm -hmm. doing the work of the Lord. There's, mm -hmm. They're demonstrating that love they say they have. Right. And it keeps them doing all that fussing and fighting and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> as a pastor, right. you can say that. Right. But actually, it also is a just a great opportunity for the, the church to get involved in the community. And we use the word church here, mm -hmm. but actually with community groups, all kinds of them, right. uh, synagogues, mosques, Mosque, all, all of them can get involved. Mm -hmm. And we have a process in which we're going to utilize. Mm -hmm. I know the first lady uh, got very involved with us with the faith initiative, and mm -hmm. she tried to help do some recruitment right, and right. so forth that way. And they worked with the department and worked with us. But I think you got the, mm -hmm. you got the feet on the street. Right, and, right. And that's kind of what we need. And, and see, the, the, you hit something right on the point that the department really needs to understand that one church, one child is really critical, especially in, in the black community. So if we don't have anyone from our agency reaching out to those pastors, then it, they're just pretty much doing their regular business, you know, so we can get them to be aware of what the situation, and you look at the um, problem with minority children, it's, it's a totally disproportionality of there's no, are, There's no question. There's no question. We're, what, 16% of the population, then we're making up 58% or so of kids in care, then this system's not working. Either we're going to have to, again, come back and, and, and just re, revamp the system and to make sure that, again, agencies like One Church, One Child are out there on the ground, and we need, we need feet on the ground in every area, you know. And until we do that, our kids are going to still continue to come into the system. No. At our leadership conference, uh, you coming to it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Good. Yeah, I hope yeah. you're going to be involved in the racial disparity one. Uh, that's the main one I want to be. Good. Yes. Because yes. we're going to talk about that. And, and a lot of this is 
legislative and policy driven mm -hmm. that we are implementing to do certain things. And then you have the CPIs that are making decisions based mm -hmm. upon legislation and policy. And, uh, and it, it's, it's driving behaviors that I don't think were intended, right. but I think so. So we're going to try to be thought leaders in this area right. and we definitely need your help, Ari's help and, and others. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you at the end of the day, uh, I agree with you that when you know how to speak church mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can go and talk to pastors, mm -hmm. they'll hear you. Yeah. And, and, and they know how to then get their congregations involved. And one point you also hit there that I like about, well, with the CPIs, um, we have to make sure that there are, you know, cultural competency. With, That's right. In have, a, have an understanding. Yeah, understand just because you may open the refrigerator and say, well, oh, I want to see milk and maybe some bread and, and some meat. But you don't realize that the neighbors down the street or the grandmother around the corner is also providing for their kids. You know, mom may have to work two jobs, but it, it takes everybody. It, the village is true. It takes the entire village, not just, you know, um, the school itself, or not just the church, but it takes everybody to come together and making sure these children are safe, make sure that they are provided and have a future, a promising future, and then they can come back and be contributing citizens to our community. I just want to tell you, we have a promising future. Yeah, I, I'm not going to let the naysayers say we're falling apart. We, mm -hmm. we, we can come together, yeah. and we should. And I think, and I, it's funny, I was talking to a group of uh, men about this, and I said, uh, and we were talking about how difficult things were right now in America, mm -hmm. all the divide and the yeah. hatred yeah. and the foolishness. And my response was, then there's a perfect opportunity for us to go out there and show and demonstrate love. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there's no greater love than to be able to go into a community and be able to show uh, a family how to be reunited and yeah. can care for one another. Yeah. yeah. Brother, yeah. you are fantastic. I, I appreciate well, you. I appreciate you. your work. And uh, we're here to, to, to uh, work with you side by side. Thank you for all you're doing. And we look forward to coming up with some of these solutions here right. uh, in this coming year. All right. We look forward to working with you guys and um, continue to do what you do. Thank you. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Amen. I want to thank Reverend Al Williams at One Church, One Child for the great work they do. Uh, listen, if you want to reach out and work with them, across the state. We're more than happy to connect you with that. All you have to do is reach out to the Florida Coalition for Children. We're to continue to do great things here in Florida as we nurture well-being.